All right, you ready to do this thing? We are ready. All right, let's hold that mirror up and start reflecting. You're listening to Instruction by Design, your podcast to the art of teaching. Now that we've finished our second season of the podcast, we wanted to take a moment to reflect on the last two seasons. Reflection is an important approach to teaching and learning. John Dewey was the first to point out that the experience alone does not constitute learning. Instead, a conscious realization must occur for the experience to become a source of learning. Some of the benefits of reflection is that the process can help students see how the materials fit within the world at large. There are three different times that reflection can be most effective. The first is before a learner does something important. Therefore, you might want to have students reflect on their learning prior to an exam or beginning a major project. Another good time for learner reflection is also after they've done something important, especially after the students have received feedback on an exam or project. The third opportunity is in the middle of a research or long-term project. As we are between seasons, this is a good time to look back on the last two seasons of the podcast and consider what have we learned and how can we apply the lessons learned to the next season of the podcast. To get things started, through the end of season two, we have posted 31 episodes. And as of this recording, our five most listened to episodes on SoundCloud are Hot Topics from season two, episode 15, Discussing Discussion Boards, season two, episode 11, Forming Formative Assessments, season two, episode 14, Increasing Classroom Engagement, season one, episode one, and Team-Based Course Design, season one, episode six. Welcome to this episode of Instruction by Design, your podcast, The Art of Teaching. My name is Stephen Crawford from Arizona State University's College of Nursing and Health Innovation's Academic Innovation Team. Joining me today are Jeanette Senegal, Celia Katraitiwa, Aaron Kraft, and Ricardo Leone. To get things started, why do you think that these podcasts that I listed off are the top five so far? Short titles. The title's everything, yeah. That's true. Absolutely. I say that because my podcast, The Mature Matriculator, is in the bottom three, and I know it's because of the title. I just know (laughs) it. Because I listened to it. It's actually, it wasn't bad. I have a friend who, uh, they do the Humanist Experience. Check it out. It's a good podcast. They have an episode where they went to a, a nudist camp the most listened to episode that they have. Congratulations, you've cracked the code for clickbait. <laughs> audio so know an audio podcast, title our podcast at now. a nudist camp. I love that. We need a more lascivious <laughs> title for our episodes, huh? But going off of what Ricardo said, I think that's a lot of it as well. If you think about how our podcast is for faculty development, faculty wanting to, you know, take in some new strategies. These have very basic keywords in them. Discussion board, formative assessment, classroom engagement. Those are three really big topics in education. And then, of course, course design. I think those main words really catch the eye of a lot of faculty. They resonate. Given your insight, Ricardo, I'm rethinking hot topics now. (laughs) (laughs) Does that get a lot of you? hot topics and, and I'll tell you that, that's, that's the one <laughs> podcast that surprises me on this top five list I would not have expected the, the hot topics to be the number one listened to podcast discussing discussion boards I think it's a catchy title I think it's an interesting topic a lot of people are interested in forming formative assessments again I love the title <laughs> the alliteration is I know we've had some fun with that and those two I those two are exactly where they ex- I expected them to be increasing classroom engagement that was the first episode a lot of people 
will, when they start a podcast, they won't start with the newest one. They'll start with the first one. And yes, there was an episode zero before that, but they started with the true. This is the, the first real episode. So I'm not surprised that one's on the list. And then you have team-based course design, which has been persistently one of the top podcasts on the list as things have changed over time. And it's kind of held its own. And I think that's quite interesting. I actually think there's a lot of interesting collaboration and collaborative topics in general. Well, it doesn't hurt when your uh, particular episode is mentioned in Inside Higher Ed, for example. That always helps boost. <laughs> right. Things. Is there any correlation between, you know, certain press we've gotten or we've presented at a, a conference or anything like that? Absolutely. Yeah. Because I think team-based course design got mentioned in an Educause. Wasn't that one of the ones in that Educause webinar we did about the time that one came out? And I think that was the, the most current one at that time. I think we linked to that one. Again, Hot Topic surprises me because that's the most recent of them all. You know, that's episode 15, and we just published episode 18 a couple of days ago. So, I mean, that's that was a very fast one. Was that about the time that we got mentioned in Inside Higher Ed, though? That's what I'm trying to remember. It's about that time, I think, or right after it, maybe. So that might be the correlation. Yeah. Those are fun, though. When I think about some of my favorite episodes, the Hot Topics and the Lightning Rounds tend to be my favorite because they're just quick snippets of topics and we kind of go into them. We don't go completely, you know, deep with the research and pulling out a lot of information, but those ones tend to be more on the surface level of our experience where Mm -hmm. when we go into these other topics further, we're looking more at the research part of it, but I find it to be fun just to kind of go on that just purely topic level and just kind of get some of those things out because then it helps us to think, okay, maybe we need to go further into this topic. So those tend to be my favorite. Isn't that considered a survey approach? You're sort of lightly dipping into several things related to a a larger Mm -hmm. theme. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that might be an easier entry point for people, you know, because I think the hot topics episodes kind of run at a faster clip and there's a lot more mm-hmm. information condensed into a shorter period of time. But like you said, it's that more surface level dive. And so, yeah, maybe there's something to that. Hot topics, maybe a, a few more times a, a season. Would be good. Right. Like you said, too, to mine it for the future topics, too. That's that's mm-hmm. a great idea. Yeah. And that's why I like them, especially in the summer, too, because our summers are kind of our downtime. We can kind of hit some of those little topics. And I mean, not they're not little topics. Get in, get out. Yeah. And then <laughs> once we hit those full episodes in the rest of the season, then we kind of dive deeper. And I find that that's, I don't know, it's just fun for me. I do like having the balance because I think like hot topics and stuff, they're of the moment, but they may not have the same shelf life necessarily as some of the Mm -hmm. deeper dives. So balancing the two, I think has been quite successful for us. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big fan of the deeper dives and I love doing the lightning rounds in the summer because, you know, like I said, the summer is kind of a lighter time and, you know, a lot of faculty may not be on contact contract in the summer, so they may not be listening, which is why we don't publish as often during the summer. But at the same time, when they do catch up to it, there's a lot of neat little nuggets they can pull out of it that's not on a single topic. The deeper dives for me, I I love the monologues. I love that foundation that gets built at the start of each podcast so that you have that basic knowledge of here's the things you need to know and then the conversation of what it means after it. And that's Mm -hmm. just been one of the things I've really enjoyed. And and, and the ones where I've learned stuff, you know, I think about some of the things we talked about, like the VR one was one where I I enjoyed facilitating that one because it it allowed me to do a, a dive into the history of VR a little bit and realize, I mean, I knew this has been around for a while, but to 
actually make the connection to the Viewmaster and going, wow, this has actually been something we've been talking about for quite a long time and we're getting somewhere close to it. So it's, it's just, you know, it's something neat. So what are some of your other favorite episodes that you've enjoyed so far and why? I'll go first. It's probably recency, but I really enjoyed the episode that we recorded with special guest Yvonne Price. And that's partly due to the fact that we brought in a remote person from across the country for the first time ever. It was a challenge kind of technically and our process <laughs> of being comfortable with each other. Like we had to rethink a lot of that and it was fun. And I, I think it came out very well. I was, I was amazed. Can yeah. our title change that. to innovation by design now? <laughs> so I think that was very innovative. <laughs> well, uh, just to give the listener a little bit of uh, insight into the experience, we had someone Skype in and uh, basically we hooked that to our our audio interface, but we wouldn't be able to hear the Skype interview or, you know, the, the person on Skype, unless we all had our own laptop open with Skype on it, which, you know, there was, there was a cacophony of echoes going on during that. And there was a slight audio delay. <laughs> yeah. There was a slight audio delay. <laughs> and we don't Some usually wear headphones. Yeah, this, yeah. <laughs> well, cause I mean, headphones, you know, in general, like if I gave you guys headphones connected to this, you wouldn't hear you wouldn't there would be like no latency you would you would get very used to it very fast but this was a <laughs> it was different a, yeah. about you know a half a second at least uh, wait 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 ricardo yes, yes. so i'm thinking about the syncing mm -hmm. i think that you and i both need to clap at the same time otherwise the clap on my audio isn't going to sync with anything at all it's so, just going to so, be a random clap so i have your <laughs> audio here Coming through here, here, so I can see you with the clap clap that you sent him. Okay, okay, okay. Just making sure. <laughs> and you guys pulled through, and but there were some funny <laughs> moments. Welcome, Welcome to this, to this episode, episode of Instruction, Instruction by, Design, by Design, your podcast, your podcast to the art of the teaching. teaching. My name, My name is Jeanette Senecal from, from the Academic, academic Innovation, Innovation Team at ASU's, ASU's College, College of Nursing and Health Innovation. Joining me today are my colleagues, Stephen Crawford. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's do it again. We'll start with Celia. Celia can try Tatum. Sorry. Throwing me off. <laughs> when you're hearing yourself and speaking at the same time, it's a little weird. <laughs> kind of throws you off. Just a tad. It was a fun challenge. <laughs> Aside from that, seriously, my favorite episodes are where I actually know the least about any particular topic, and you guys are challenging me to learn more about something like VR and AR, for example. It's sometimes uncomfortable, but it's constructively uncomfortable, and to have to prepare for that, it's it's good growth opportunity. I would have to agree with Jeanette, um, especially with that episode. <laughs> no, I didn't even realize, like, in that episode, Ricardo had to point out, like, what about Snapchat? And I never thought about things like that, where I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I am, you know, kind of playing around with that, using that. So those are, like, awesome learning experiences while we're... And I've, I've been in a grad program while we've been doing this podcast. And it's interesting to have this perspective as a student to hear some of the stuff that you guys are talking about as instructors to see how these things are taking place. Just recently, the lightning round that you guys just did talking about the reflective process and, and having kind of standardized structure for the questions being something that you you learned, something that you still haven't quite figured out yet. What was the structure for that again? Formative assessment. Formative assessment. Questions. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So this I've seen this take place in classes before. Oh, are you talking about the one, these, two, three method? The one, two, three 
stream. Uh-huh. Yeah. So these those specific questions being asked at the end of every class. And then that's that's been something interesting as a student to kind of hear that. We've peeled back the layers of the pedagogy <laughs> right. that you're exposed to, right. my friend. Are we right. teaching you to critique your instructors <laughs> to Uh-oh. see if they're using these strategies? Well, I'm definitely noticing them. Yeah. That's but. also a great way to market our podcast and be like, you should listen to them. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> that's that's a cool way because yeah, give give giving insight into yeah. your instructor's process. How would you phrase Add that, that to your evaluation? <laughs> just be like, you might benefit from listening. <laughs> I noticed you need some help. Uh, Maybe you can there's this cool anonymously start dropping stickers off. I was gonna like, say, just like, slide, yeah, just slide a sticker into right. a stack of subtle. I like it. <laughs> You know, as I look at the episode titles, I think about some of the the basic ones that, especially a lot of new faculty, that sound like boring topics, but new faculty really need to get their hands on and listen to. I really enjoy the designing your course syllabus. I know it's a dry topic. I know it, it, it probably gets eye rolls from people, but the course syllabus has such an important impact on our courses, both from what we're communicating from the very moment this course begins, or maybe even before, if it's provided prior to the course, and also what we said about our course afterwards, because sometimes that is the one artifact that remains from a course years after the course is over, especially when you're doing the accreditation process, and they're like, okay, so what happened in this course eight years ago? And all that's left is a syllabus that says, this is what happened, and this is what the policies were, and and how things were done, and what should and should not be in there. Because, you know, I had this conversation a couple of days ago, sometimes I've seen syllabi get to be over a hundred pages, and that's that's way too much. I also remember one of my favorites was the copyright episode, where it was kind of a response to a previous episode where one of our team members had a non-American approach to copyright. Is how I'll phrase Which it. Which one? I'm not sure who that might have been. Um, <laughs> I've gotten into the habit of suggesting that if you're using a YouTube video, just go ahead and download it and upload it to a... No? Can't say that? No? No? You're making a copy? copy. <laughs> well, I thought if it's on YouTube, was then my it's next sort of... Tip. Isn't it public domain at that point? No. no. Okay. No. Shock and awe. Don't say All right, this part's going to get cut. <laughs> so, lots of good stuff. My favorite episode was the, what was it, Striving, Thriving one we recorded with Yvonne, the one that Jeanette was referencing. Mm-hmm. I can never remember that title. It's a very clever title. Too clever for me. Me neither. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was your title. I thought you remember. It's like Surviving Something about and Thriving and Enduring right? Collaborative. Yeah, it's a really long title. So That's I, why it's not very popular yet. <laughs> I don't know. It kind of went up the chart fast. It's only been out there for a it's little bit of time. It's only been a few time. days at yeah. this point. I look at the uh, recordings in terms of flow. I like to listen to see if the ideas flow naturally, if the conversation expands and grows sort of organically. And I've noticed um, with myself being at fault is sometimes if I'm hosting, I don't follow up with a particularly salient point that someone might have mentioned, or I feel like I keep backtracking what I'm saying too much to the point where it's no longer interesting, whatever my initial thought was. I sort of uh, choked it. But that episode, I felt like we were all speaking very eloquently. I felt like even though Yvonne was across the nation and connecting to us via Skype, the conversation rolled so smoothly. But most importantly, every time somebody spoke, something interesting and informative was being said. So Ricardo helped us put the the logistics of recording her and all of us together. And then we put together this amazing conversation. And to me, it just all fit. Though I also want to say the uh, mature matriculator episode, (laughs) which is currently at the bottom three, unfairly 
in my opinion, uh, I thought was really well done as well. For the same reasons, I, the conversation flowed quite smoothly. And it's just about andragogy and adult learning. I, I should have titled it something different. I realize that now. <laughs> Can I share an anecdote about that episode? Sure. It's one of my least favorites. Mm -hmm. And one of the episodes where I felt like I was the least comprehensible. And the, the team knows this, but for our listeners, I had literally come back that same day after emergency surgery. And I was not medicated anymore, but I was still a little out of it. <laughs> Couldn't even tell, Jeanette. Couldn't even tell. You know, one of the things you're talking about us being articulate, the, especially these more, re as we've done more episodes, that was kind of one of the, you know, the primary goal, as Jeanette said, was to provide faculty development for our faculty. And one of the side goals was to give us practice to become better speakers and talking on Much these topics. needed here. Do what? <laughs> I said much needed here. And, and I think that's been one of the things I've enjoyed listening to as as these uh, two seasons have progressed is, is just hearing how the team has really grown in their ability to respond to questions, ask good questions, and just expand their knowledge base all the way across. So it's been something I've enjoyed and, and found a lot of fun. And that's one of the reasons why the so-called lost episode will never see the light of day, that very first one we did. <laughs> but if, I, if it did see the light of day, you would see a huge amount of growth in this team that's been just so much fun to watch as, as an associate director. And now, ladies and gentlemen, a clip of that episode. <laughs> <laughs> I think not. I also would say, going off of the idea that one of the favorites has been the one that we did with Yvonne, I will say that the other ones that I found to be fun were the ones where we brought in someone else. So, for example, we had the faculty perspective with Heidi Sanborn, along with Karen Saywert, who talked with us about... Formative assessments. Formative assessments. And we had Val for uh, course evals. Yes, and we had Val for course evals. Uh, Valerie Simmons for course evals. I found those episodes to be a lot of fun because we're used to talking with each other in a lot of the... Or every podcast. But when we bring in someone else, it brings a whole other element of fun and excitement to those conversations because we're bringing in another perspective. Especially when we bring in, you know, faculty perspective with them telling us their story of how they became faculty, where they came from, and then the value of even this podcast to, to their own learning. I think that whether you work for a school that has a robust instructional design team or you're a one-man shop, trying to plug in, I think recognizing that you're not alone is really important. So if you don't have this group of amazing people around the table that I'm sitting at, you still have this group of amazing people because they're right here on the podcast. And then we have our director who brings in her own experience with the topic. So I'm just really struck in my uh, way of being that my thinking about this and my experience of this is, is pretty purist. And it boils down for me, um, not that there aren't shades of gray in it, but how is the information, how is how are these data, whether they're qualitative or quantitative data from these assessments, how is it being used? And that in that clarity, we find uh, the differentiation between formative and summative. I find those ones to be a lot of fun as well. I think it brings some more energy into our podcasts. And there were two episodes where we took it on the road. And, and in both cases, I ended up trying to play the role of Ricardo with my headphones on, running the little Zoom recorder and trying to balance the audio while at the same time participate in the podcast. For this episode, we are at the Quality Matters Annual Conference, the ninth QM Connect. 
My name is Stephen Crawford, and I'm the Associate Director for Academic Innovation, and today I have with me... Hello, my name's Eddie Andreu. I'm the Associate Vice President for Distance Learning at Cowley College in Kansas. Thank you, Eddie, for joining us. All right. Hi, Ricardo. I apologize for the background noise. This is as good as I can get. This hotel is so darn noisy. Hey, he stopped. I'm willing to bet he's going to start again before we're done. And yep, he's starting up again. I think he's getting closer. But there's nowhere else in the hotel to go. And that can be difficult. And that and that's, that's hard. And they were they, they were fun episodes at various at the two different conferences. And so their their shelf life may not be as long as some of the other episodes, but they were definitely a lot of fun. And I learned a lot realizing how much has to go into it during the actual recording process, not just sitting here behind the microphone talking. And that's something that's kind of unique about the medium that we're using here. It's very portable. We have this device here that that can be taken anywhere. But yeah, I think that it's a very flexible medium and and we've Hopefully we've used it, uh, we've leveraged that, that the medium as much as possible and, and continue to do so. Oh, the playing field's been uh, leveled for sure. Even the uh, digital audio workstations like Adobe Audition or Audacity, free ones, they can do amazing things when mm-hmm. putting together uh, multiple audio tracks to form a complete podcast, for example. Just about anybody, I imagine, could, could learn to do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. By the way, Absolutely. Ricardo, well. still waiting for that massive supercut of all our flubs in a single... <laughs> Mashup. It'll probably be a majority me, so I'm good (laughs) not hearing you. (laughs) Talking about flubs, were there any podcast episodes where you wished you had mentioned something else but did not? Or basically, here's your chance to correct the record of the podcast. Yeah, so in season two, episode six, we were talking about instructional multimedia and set up this framework of four different kind of categories. Guess what? Secret, we only talked about three. I remember that. Wait, what? The legendary lost category of screencasting. We did not talk about it in the oh. multimedia episode. Oh. Yeah, we set up the question, like there are four categories, and we talked about three of three them. Three of them. And oh. we never <laughs> talked about screencasting. <laughs> well, do we, you, Stay do you tuned. Share that. Oh, okay, so it's going to get its own episode. Apparently. No yeah, previews. Well, you know. We're running out of ideas, so no. That's not true. <laughs> yeah, that was one that we, we, we missed on. I remember in the mature matriculator episode, <laughs> the notorious <laughs> mature matriculator. <laughs> Not only do I wish I named it differently, but uh, but had the alliteration going for it. Well, I thought it was a clever title, but I think it was just me that thought that. <laughs> Sometimes we can be too clever. I think we love you, Malcolm Knowles. Yeah, I think I reached a level of abstraction that only I can understand at that point. So, um, but <laughs> well, keep in mind, I didn't say no to it, and nobody in the group protested. So, did you just give up trying to think of a better title, or uh... <laughs> we just let you be? Aaron. Okay, I appreciate that. No, okay, okay. Um, also, I thank myself at the end, which I thought was really um, funny. <laughs> Absurd. I was like, I'd like to thank Jeanette Senecal, Stephen Crawford, Celia Kutritiwa, and I'm Aaron Kraft. Yeah, I could probably have edited that out and it would have been slightly better off. So yeah, mature matricular. But I also remember it was episode number two, I think, where we're talking about what is instructional design. Yeah, it's one of our early ones. And it was my first time to record because I was new with the team at that point. That was in season one. And the question was basically, what is instructional design to you or something that, to that effect? And I just remember regretting my answer because I didn't flesh it out as much as I knew it could be. Though what's funny is I, at the time, I didn't know what more I wanted to say. I just knew there was more I wanted to say. And I think now I could dive a lot more into the nebulous 
nebulous concept of what an instructional designer is, for example, in higher education and how that might differ from how it looked uh, or how it looks for an instructional designer in the corporate setting and how I've read so many definitions of what an instructional designer is and no two are alike. And I thought there was a lot more I could have fleshed out there. And for the record, it's episode three from season one. Three, episode three. Sounds like a topic to revisit for season three. Great idea. Good idea. I think for me, it's just all the way around (laughs) where I drop off at times. I can sit and conversate about these topics when I'm out on the floor, but then I come behind the mic and I just fall. I think I'm still getting past that podcast audio fright. So I'll just say that there's multiple where I could have probably said more. (laughs) (laughs) I have no specific episodes. Uh, Oh, actually, I will specify um, one where I completely dropped off on Global Audience, which was season two, episode 12, where Aaron had a setup about the Global Audience. We had a full conversation prior to the podcast, and he pointed a question towards me about the Native community, and I basically went off the cliff. Right. For some context here the day before or it could have been the day of uh, Celia and I were discussing some aspect of 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 culture and learning through the lens of the native communities. And since Celia comes from a native community, she was just spitting fire and knowledge. It was fantastic. So much, uh, so many uh, uh, informative points were being made. But then when the microphone was turned on in front of her, it seemed like, (laughs) no, no, I shouldn't say that. But then when we got to recording and I I lobbed the softball in her direction and I had my fingers crossed that she was going to say everything she said earlier, uh, it didn't happen for whatever reason. It did not happen. (laughs) You got it out once it couldn't come out again. <laughs> I mean, we need to record those moments, yes. right? And interject. <laughs> yeah, if you could talk to me and just like pretend you're not recording or something. Something about being I'm probably put on the better spot with that. Mind going blank. You can just so. keep a recording device on you at all times, recording <laughs> and get those cubicle conversations. So my overall reflection is more towards myself and just still trying to get comfortable in the whole process of talking about these topics in a more formal environment versus just a casual conversation. But see, the casual conversation is where it flows, at least in this case, it flowed best in the casual setting. Then once it became formalized, it locked up. Yeah. And and for me, one of the things I've been actively doing, especially this season, is just trying to get out of the way and let you guys just keep the conversation going. I mean, I've been doing this type of stuff for so long, as in working in higher ed and everything. It's like, yeah, I've got a lot of answers. Doesn't mean they're the right ones and doesn't mean they're the best ones. So I've just been getting out of the way and letting you guys take off as much as I can. And you guys have been fantastic. One of the things I do want to mention on our post-production process, and it's one of the reasons why I really don't have anything to correct the record on, is because Ricardo gives me the draft of an episode. And except for the final two episodes of season two, I listened to every single one of them all the way through prior to them being marked as final ready to publish. And it's at that point, I make the decision, have I have I or any of us said anything that we can't live with? And I know I, I got asked once by Jeanette when I took a shot <laughs> at a vendor and I thought about it and said, nope, I'm good with that. 
I have no problem with that being on the record. After all, I've tweeted that just a couple of days ago. So I was okay <laughs> living with, with, with that. And then I listened to it again after it's published, usually like a, almost sometimes a week or two later, if not more sometimes while I'm out running. So I, that way I have no distractions whatsoever. And I really enjoy listening to the podcast and the flow and exactly everything that everybody's been saying. And, and then I critique how, how much did I get out of the way and just let things happen. So talking about letting some things happen, what are some topics you think we should explore in the future? I think going back to the idea of the hot topics and the lightning rounds, helping to find some of those topics that we should dive deeper into. I know that our last podcast, we talked about peer feedback and right away we had the thought of, oh, maybe this is one that we should take into a full podcast. So I would say peer feedback. I don't know if this falls into the category of a topic or not, but I'm interested in finding a way to bring in some student voice in the future and see if there's a way uh, as a guest panel or something like that to get some people who are primarily identifying as learners and have a conversation with them about something that's, you know, appropriate and meaningful. Well, I think Jeanette and I almost got into it earlier about creating multiple choice questions that can measure, what was it? Longitudinal. Longitudinal, but uh, application. Oh, application questions. Yeah, yeah, Right. questions that are also multiple choice questions. And I'm a bit of a skeptic here. So I would <laughs> like to engage in a full on debate at some point. I think that'd be I'm going to pull out the, the Debbie Hagler card and say we need to have her in the room for that oh, episode. Yeah. That would be a great. You're pulling the actual Debbie Hagler. I am pulling the actual <laughs> Debbie Hagler card. Yes. <laughs> And while I'll admit I'm cheating and have kind of a list of some of the things we've already talked about in previous meetings, I, I'm looking forward to us talking about rubrics. We've we've danced around that a lot, and Celia brings it up often in podcasts. I think that can be a fun discussion on what is a good rubric, because I think a lot of people, they use rubrics, but I don't think they quite realize how useful they can be and how they should be refined to be useful as a tool. Also, just talking about some of the things with design thinking, that's been a big topic over the last couple of years and growing further in education. So I think that's something worth talking about. You know, one of the other things is, you know, so far we've done two podcasts at conferences. And while I'm hoping to do another one when we go to the Quality Matters Conference again this fall, I'm looking at doing it differently and not a kind of a recap of the conference, but try to do something more of an expert speaking who happens to be at the conference. So leveraging a conference opportunity differently than we have had. I also think this is where I'd like to say that it's always great to hear from our listeners to find out what kind of topics we haven't talked about that they would like us to talk about, whether you tweet us or you email us. Uh, we've gotten feedback from both, but it would be great to hear feedback about the topics that you'd like to hear. And where would they tweet us at? At IBD underscore podcast. Tweet us. That kind of segues into what I was thinking as a good topic is, is how to leverage social media in the classroom. I, there, there, we've touched on it a few times in this podcast podcast, but is this, a, is it worth it, you know, kind of experimenting in this space or is it, you know, who's already doing it? In light what? of the Facebook issues right now right. in the world, right. yeah. fun <laughs> conversation. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But that kind of goes back to that use of uh, cell phones in the classroom. Mm -hmm. You know, are mm -hmm. you doing using the social media while you're in class or is it something outside of class? Maybe mm -hmm. Those hybrids or just homework, whatever. Another thing I'd like to do is go back and look through the episodes and see there are a few that kind of stick out where I feel like a part two would be appropriate, like a follow up or an extension. There was so much to talk about. Talk about a deep dive. We could do a deep dive part two. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. And we kind of did do that with the hot topics where the uh, idea of accessibility and universal design for learning 
ended up becoming a podcast shortly thereafter where that was done as a deep dive. And I think that's always a great place to mine for things. We came really close to following a model of one of my podcasts that I listened to. Um, there's a politics podcast that they would do, an, a, a, an emergency podcast, as they would call it, whenever some big news broke. And we kind of had on the board a possible emergency podcast. And then when the news finally broke, we decided talking about transitioning from one LMS to another may not be as exciting on a podcast as we thought. So we ended up saying, no, we're just not going to do that, it's, especially since we're still trying to get information on what all is going to happen during this transition and how we're going to do it. You know, I could see that podcast topic being a little later after we've gotten through some of that process as a reflective piece yes. or just talking about the strategies that we use for that. But yeah, I would agree that doing it as an emergency podcast, right as we learn the news was probably a good idea to kind of hold back so that we have some clear ideas that will go into that topic. And then you come in with a narrative about yeah. your yeah. experience with mm -hmm. it too. I think I like the idea of us doing it in the spring as we're most of the way through it. Yeah. That could be a good topic to talk about. And, and the thing is, for those who are off campus, most LMS contracts are for five years. So while they don't change an LMS every time the contract expires, a lot of the players have come and gone. And so some people could be on, a, you know, they could be very useful to people. Mm -hmm. All right. Any other, any other ideas anybody wants to kick around? Well, we do have an LMS migration coming up. That might be a fun topic to dive into as it's happening. Bro. Because <laughs> oh we just God. talked about. <laughs> And now oh, we wow. have... <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I, was like, I thought I was like confused. I was like, wait, is that different from what we were just talking about? Okay, Guess what's okay. getting out I of heard this? I, I, have, I have a question. <laughs> but did, did two black holes just collide and cause a ripple in the time-space continuum that caused me to jump? Okay, okay. Wow. I'm confused. <laughs> I heard literally everything but the topic of what y'all were talking about. <laughs> Wait, was it Baron Stain Bears or Baron Stain Bears? Like, figure out based off of what you heard that we were talking about the transition. That's why you reminded me of it. I was like, oh yeah, this history. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Maybe it's the fact that we called it a transition versus a migration. So in his mind, That's what, yeah. like you guys say transition. I'm talking about migration. That's, that's different. <laughs> okay, for the record, butterflies migrate. Butterfly oh, north for the winter. Goodness gracious. Oh my. Oy. And this, boys and girls, will be the next reflective <laughs> <piece>. <laughs> So, migration? No. <laughs> migration? My bad. Oh, no, good. No, no. Too late, man. Oh, wow. Uh, another day. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Maybe we should talk about... This is, this, this is going to be cool. LMS migration. <laughs> I was just thinking that, actually. Oh, wow. Coincidental. No, I was thinking, wow, what they're talking about sounds like um, we could do with the migrations, but... No. Nope. <laughs> um, okay, but for real, I have a real one now. <laughs> uh, adaptive learning, and I even know a guy who's a specialist. Oh, yeah. I mean, and that's some of the things yeah. I think that's a good point you're bringing. We've got some great resources on this campus that we haven't leveraged yet. We've stayed pretty much within the college and leveraging what we have here because, again, our, our, our primary audience is our college's faculty. 
reality is we know we're beyond the college boundaries, we're beyond the institutional boundaries, the, the state, national. We know that people around the world are listening to this podcast for for the information we're providing. And I think as we can leverage some, some of our resources on campus, I think it's a great idea. I agree. I really like the idea of the adaptive learning, especially within nursing, because they are having to ultimately take an exam that includes adaptive testing. So the NCLEX is somewhat adaptive, yeah. Yeah. Personalized learning. What yes. is it? What does it mean? Yeah, and I it's a topic. It's <laughs> and it's a topic that's coming to our faculty more and more. And at some point, we will be building courses that are in that in that model. So I think it's a great idea. Good real one, Aaron. LMS migration, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Who's? Why are we not talking? I about would apologize. LMS I know I'm gonna get get it for for like the next year. Like, so. <laughs> oh no, it's gonna be more than that. That's you know, gonna like be it. every time that com- that topic comes up. So every. But I can see how that happened. Because it wasn't specifically contextualized, like hard, like concrete contextualized, if that's what we were talking about. And this is something to give a little insight to the podcast, too. As I am the audio producer and I'm listening and sometimes I'll think, oh, I wish that they, you know, brought in this context into the conversation, including this episode. Steven did not mention at the top of the show that I was the producer of the podcast to give the context to the audience. So, like, I'm always thinking of that, you know, as like we're like in the show. So the big picture view, the big picture view. And I think that, you know, pro tip for podcasters to always keep that, keep the listener in mind that, you know, that, you know, they might not be paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) I missed the first part. (laughs) You know what? I will say that I think Ricardo should have like a whiteboard where he quickly jots down something to remind (laughs) us because there's been times where like we've ended the podcast and he's told me, why didn't you bring this up? Or how come, you know, you didn't throw this piece in? And I'm like, oh, I guess I could have. But at the time it didn't come to mind. Again, I do a lot of flubbing. But I think that would be super helpful because he is listening to us the entire time. And sometimes he is thinking, well, he uh, well, actually outsider. is the listener listening <laughs> to what we're saying and we're missing things. So. Right. And sometimes I'm thinking, what about the LMS migration? <laughs> <laughs> Always on my mind, my friend. So on your equipment list, portable whiteboard, Nerf yeah. gun. Nerf gun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nerf gun to get their attention. But, you know, the thing is, I I think that's an important point to talk about the creation process of the podcast. We try to do this with as little editing as possible. Mm -hmm. And so we truly are in the moment of the conversation, much like faculty teaching in a face-to-face classroom or anybody presenting in front of others. You don't get a chance to hit the the button and go, oh, I need a mulligan sports reference for Celia and and Jeanette (laughs) so that you have that opportunity to kind of go back and just redo everything. You don't, you know, while we do that maybe with our videos that we do with online courses, we don't have to be so obsessed with perfection mm-hmm. and it's okay to make mistakes. And mm-hmm. that's, I think it's a very important piece for anybody who talks in front of anybody. You don't have to be perfect even in the classroom. Mulligan, it sounds like a brand of whiskey, but it's actually a do-over in golf? That mm-hmm. is correct. <laughs> you don't get the do-over. I, well, I remember I flubbed or I made a mistake. Maybe it was the episode on copyright. And I think Ricardo had asked me and uh, Stephen might have as well, like, do you want to keep that? in there. And part of me was like, no, I don't want people to know I made a mistake. But then another part of me was like, well, if I had, if I made that mistake, then there's probably other people who are making that mistake as well. So maybe it's more important we keep it in. It was just you though. 
Was it? But, <laughs> but no, but it, did, it. but it did lead to, a, to an interesting cultural conversation that mm-hmm. led, maybe outside the podcast, that led to an episode where we kind of chanced to clear the record right. and yeah. we included that flub to launch the episode, saying, look, this is our chance to show not everybody gets a topic, it, including us sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right. Very true. All right. So as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, reflection is an important part of the learning process. And we want to thank you for joining us as we reflected on the podcast so far. We are curious to know what were your favorite episodes, and we hope that you will tweet out those episodes to us or maybe even review us on iTunes or the Google Play Store. I want to thank Jeanette, Celia, Aaron, and Ricardo for joining me on this look back on the podcast. I also want to Doubly thank Ricardo Leon for being an important member of the team. While he has spoken only in a few of our episodes, he was never silent as it was his expertise that allowed our voices to be heard. This is his last episode that he'll be producing for us as he is leaving ASU's College of Nursing and Health Innovation for Ed Plus on ASU's Tempe campus. Thank you for all that you have done for us and our listeners. Thank you. You can reach us on Twitter at IBD underscore podcast. That is IBD, as an in instruction by design, underscore podcast. Or you can email us at instructionbydesign at asu.edu. To find previous episodes, please visit our website at links.asu.edu slash IBD underscore podcast. This podcast was produced by Arizona State University's College of Nursing and Health Innovation. Can you edit in some applause for yourself? Oh, that was nice. I know. (laughs) I didn't know if we should applause or not. (laughs) Well, the audience will do that. So when we sound like for a few episodes, it's because he's not here to fix us. (laughs) Shouldn't we mention that this is Ricardo's last episode? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy.